Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. You're about to listen to Bananas for Bonanza, episode 19. This is Andy Daly. Hello. Here on this free feed, I'll be re-releasing all of the back episodes of Bananas for Bonanza, one every other week. If you want to hear new episodes ad-free, please subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Daly. The entire Bananas for Bonanza archive is also waiting for you there, and you can access lots and lots of bonus content. So do that. Okay. Thank you. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah! Bonanza, it's the finest show alive. So consult your TV guide, get your great outdoors inside. Take some ponderosa pride and forever make it right. I'm bananas for bananas. Fuck it, I'm ready. Fuck it. Goddamn, you ready? <laughs> yep. We're ready. Here we go. Yee-haw! Goddamn, it's been a long time since I've yeehawed into a microphone. <laughs> Pow, 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 I want a Shasta, pow, pow, pow. I don't get that reference. Is that from a what a Shasta? It's a root beer. Shasta's a root beer? It's a, yeah, it's a soda I think uh, it's a soda pop. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was an old it's commercial a line of sodas. Yeah, okay. but that was specifically a root beer. Oh, okay. Give me a pop, pop, pop. I want a diet Shasta. It made no sense. Oh man, I was just thinking of a commercial the other day about Preak Friends cookies. As much as it's a very sophisticated cookie. Do you guys remember that commercial at I all? I remember the name. Is that must have been a regional one. Okay. Does it go? That's oh, you want to fuck a cookie? Oh, that's the one. I do <laughs> know that, that one. Is that what it goes? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was that. I don't remember it specifically in those terms, but that because I had been fucking cookies for years, and it wasn't until I saw that commercial that I felt good about myself. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes they're soft in the middle. Oh, Pre-internet, uh-huh. it was so isolating. No kidding. Hey, wait a minute. What are we doing here? Let me say the thing I say at the beginning of these episodes. Hello, friend. Come on in. The gate is open wide. Welcome to Bananas for Bonanza. I am your host, Dalton Wilcox, cowboy and cowboy poet from the heart of the American West. And we're talking about the one and only television show, Bonanza. And uh, and it's been a a long time. I've got my regular co-host here, Mutt Taylor's here. Good to see you, Dalton. Wonderful. Amy Sleever's in Christian. You are. Oh, well, that's a sweet sentence. I do. Wow. Beautiful. But, you know, in a very agape Christian way. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not like a fucking a cookie way. No. (laughs) But I would. (laughs) I would. I mean, if it was consensual. Right. Yeah. Nothing in the Bible about cookies. There certainly isn't, but there sure is a lot about business. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
cookie business. And we got here, our guest today is Andy Richter. Yes, you're in my backyard, and I'm so glad I warned my neighbors about the yeehaw. Oh, that was, yeah, it's a good idea. I've always put that in the email. We got, (laughs) what do we got here today? This is the first time we've done one of these episodes in like a long time already, like six months or something like that. We ain't even done one. And then it's the first time we've been together in one place for like more than a year before that. That's right. This is huge. This is momentous. And so we figured that we're going to, uh, we had Andy Richter on as a guest, and we figured we'd come all the way out to his house in his backyard, and he wasn't quite expecting us today. No. No. But I'm in a robe. Yeah. And trying very hard to keep it closed. Yeah, when I showed up, you wasn't even in a robe. I was not. <laughs> kind I of a not. man. I thought you were someone naked. else. Oh. I won't say who. Well, now I'm disappointed. Uh, <laughs> whom? I would say whom. Yeah. Thank you. That's nice proper. You English. didn't confuse us for people who looked just like us or angels. Oh. <laughs> I certainly didn't. You know, from the show. Which show? This show. Oh. Where the episode where they're all the bad guys are confused for the good guys. The good guys are confused for the bad guys. And oh. so they're angels. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Segwaying into that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Getting started on it. No, it's wonderful. I got wonderful. too fast. I got too excited. No, it was, it's good. I, I like it. I like it too. I just Keep want to say moving. a quick word about where I've been for the fans of this show who missed us for a long time and been writing in saying, where, where are you guys? Where's the show? As you know, I've been living underground in National Park in the system of tunnels and i had a collapse and but i was in the jerky room when it collapsed and i just said well i'll stay here and i stayed down down there for over a year no it was like how many months like six months i was down there just eating jerky and then i dug my way out when i ran out of jerky and it was only like it took 15 minutes to get out but uh that's where i've been but you'd had so much jerky you had the strength i had the strength of six months worth of jerky after the 15 minutes was over. Did you regret not trying to dig out earlier? Uh, No, because why would I have? Uh, you know what I mean? I had all that jerky down there. All this time, I thought you was in a room with the jerky boys. You were in there with beef jerky? Yeah, which, well, various different kinds of jerky. I got some jerky okay. jerky down well, there. And just mushroom bad. jerky, teriyaki with ginger. I never tried that. Mushroom jerky? Yeah. They can jerk a mushroom? They can sure jerk a <laughs> if mushroom. If you can fuck a room. cookie, you can jerk a mushroom. <laughs> I guess you <laughs> can. I guess you can. Anything can be jerked. Yeah, I suppose you're right. That's the name of my new book. Anything, <laughs> Anything can, can be, be jerked. jerked. Oh, so you're on this to promote that? I am. I am. It's a cookbook, oh, and it's about okay. uh, how you can jerk. I, in fact, I, I've been on virtually... Every morning show, uh, jerking cicadas because it's uh, <laughs> once that every season. seventeen years. Yeah, yeah. You say, right. are you going to end up with the cicada jerky? I, I I have some actually in the house. We'll I'd have love, some I'd, afterwards. I'd love to I have it. a book too. Oh, yes, it's yes. the Bible, but written in my words. You oh, par- you paraphrase. I paraphrase the Bible just to get to the heart of it. You've been working on that for a long time, haven't yeah. You? And it's mostly you know in the in the style of science fiction romance. Oh my. I didn't see that coming. The surprising thing, though, is that your version is longer. That's right. Paraphrasing is usually shorter. That's right. It's a... It's a six-part version of the Bible, so it comes over a period as I write it. So you sign up now for $100, and you'll get that Bible as soon as I finish it. 
Oh, I see. But as, you want the hundred dollars now? Oh, it's like a Kickstarter. Well, that's the thing. Is you, I have to get the money coming in. It's like um, being baptized. You got to get that done first, <laughs> yeah. right? Before you get to living. Yeah, before you know it's okay. Yep. Right. Uh, well, that makes perfect sense to me. What have you been up to, Mutt Taylor? Shit, I got a story to tell. Oh, God damn. You know they're doing these vaccine lotteries now? Vaccine lotteries. So the state will say, we'll put you in a lottery if you get vaccine. It's a way to encourage people like myself who don't want a fucking microchip down their arm. Yeah. Right? But still, I want to win millions of dollars, so I got a vaccine. Now, lo and behold, I win the vaccine lottery. You got to be joking I'm around. $2.2 million. What? Dollars. God damn. Yeah. That's and so what I've been doing yeah. is, you know, I've been living in a shipping container up there in the Ponderosa in Nevada. Yes. I've been buying more shipping containers and making replicas of famous mansions out of shipping containers, I think. Really? This is what I think I've been doing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, because I like, I did the, the Palace of Versailles, but it just imagine the Palace of Versailles, but, but kind of pixelated down to an old Atari game and just a bunch of boxes. It's just all the same size boxes. Yeah. It's hard to tell what it is. It's that... You're using the time that was, it's such a gift. The pandemic has been such a gift yeah. for producing and making m more more product. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that because I was feeling like I was just shitting the time away. And I think now maybe I, I was worth it. Now I distribute weed. What? <laughs> what a made of distributing weed? Well, it. I, I don't know how to... I, I just, it's weeds, oh. so it's crabgrass, <laughs> and it's it's dandelions and buttercups and poison sumac, and then, but I call it, like, the silver gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I see. see uh, I do you ever hear back from one of your customers uh, yeah, after they buy this? I have a question or two myself. Oh, it's like, the word mind. is spreading. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do people buy it to smoke or are they buying it just to have put weeds in their garden? Yeah, you put it in your garden just to see <laughs> what'll happen next. And you know what? That's one thing that you can never kill is yeah. weeds. Yeah, and the devil. And the devil. And sometimes you can feel that yep. in the if you get close to the ground, but then you cover it in, in poison ivy and you're fine. <laughs> no, I I try it's so much less expensive than traditional medicinal herbs. Mm. And so um because it doesn't work right. at all. Right. It is usually the price is tied to efficacy when you're talking about herbal medication. So many times. And I just says, do you want something that you know won't work, but you'll get it? Yeah. Well, they're they're compelled to put on the label now on a traditional medicinal. This hasn't been proven to work. I think they have to put that on the label now. Do you have to put on the label? This has been this has been proven to not do this anything. This is proven not to work, but it's here. Oh, and now right. that I shipped it. The yeah. value the value of the product is that it will arrive. That's it'll what you're arrive. Okay. If you got it, I sent it. That's all. That's all I said. But it's all in the it all Smoking happened in the US. Yeah. It, it all is American. It happened in America. Yeah, That's happened all in America. It happened. These weeds grew in America. They were shipped in America yep. by an American. Now they're there in little do. bags called yeah. Jupiter's elbow <laughs> or something like that. Hey, is that in your fantasy Bible story, Jupiter's elbow? Oh, God. That, well, that's I should write that in. I have the seven horses, a headed horse, yeah. um, 
who's chasing the whore of Babylon. Ooh, oh, but that's my, that's, she's my favorite whore. Isn't yeah, it? she really is. She's the best whore. Well, she's one. funny. She has a sense of humor. Yeah. That's all I want. And a heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was number two oh. when on Family Feud just the other night. I said, said name a whore. Oh. She was number two. Who was number one? Mary Magdalene. Oh, oh my God. Mary that's who everybody always thinks of. But Ooh. there's a lot of Babylon. Who are the seven great whores of this world? Seven great whores. Well, you got Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Horror of Babylon. Julia Roberts. Right, from Pretty Woman. <laughs> Dolly Julia Parton Roberts. from Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Correct. Oh, yes, yeah, that's right. That's Whore. four of them. Um, Halle Berry from Independence Day. <laughs> wow. Dalton, <laughs> yeah. look who came to play. The serial killer Wait. from Monster. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. We're only that's down right. to needing one more, and it feels like there could yeah. be 10. I think they should change it in the Bible, though, to the sex worker of Babylon, not to uh, put us off the last That's yeah. so yeah. true. Yeah. I'm trying to open my mind up to creating a business plan for sex work because so many... People are Christian, but they don't know a good place that they can get their sexual needs met outside of their marriage, but a place where they know that it's it's something that's covered by their belief system. Right. Because right. oh, okay. otherwise, you're just going to any, you know, sex worker. You don't know if they read the Bible. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about Christian prostitutes. Christian prostitutes who are, you know, you know what they stand for. Yep. And that what they kneel for, what they kneel for. Mm -hmm. And they've read Judges 19, which is all about the concubine who was cut up into 12 pieces and spread into spread into the 12 tribes of Israel. Do you guys read that one? Like an Avengers movie that they got to go around the globe and pick up a bunch of parts. It does. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to reunite the concubine. Well, you guys, I haven't even, that's, I should write that in. Judges 20, right after Judges 19. Put that concubine back together. Make her into a Frankenstein concubine. (laughs) Oh, oh, look out. Frankenstein concubine. Write that down, goddammit. Dr. Victor Frankenbein. (laughs) Anyway, terrifying. By the way, uh, the number seven whore, I think, is uh, Kitty from Gunsmoke. Oh, Uh, Bringing it back home. Goddamn good. I mean, they never said she was, but I mean, what else is she doing? I think you're right. That show's garbage. Yeah. With an honorable (laughs) mention to Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places, but that's just- uh, Oh, right. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't forget about her. Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. Oh, sure. Although that's kind of a bummer. That is a- What's what's that character's real last name? Steensma. Her real last name is Steensma. Oh, Steensma. That right there makes me sad for a week. Yeah, and isn't that like- That's just the last name. Violet or something? Iris is a- Iris. Iris Steensma. Or something yeah. like that. Iris Deemsma. Breaks my heart. Yeah. Yep. Well, what we are here to discuss, notwithstanding what we have already, is season one, episode 19 of Bonanza, which is called The Gunman. Wow. Man, oh man. And this episode has everything. It's got uh, fully half of the regular cast shows up for this yeah. one. That's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tons of laughs. This one's got a classic drunk scene that almost almost works. A few There's of them. Plenty of gunfire, plenty of feminism in yep. this episode, and even some cowboy poetry. So, right, I'm, uh, well, we'll get to it. I'll try to play that clip for you. And we're going to discuss this episode. You guys, you're, everybody excited and ready to do it? I'm really I'm ready. excited. All right, I'm but, so excited. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing to do, as you know, I've said this before, I, I like to click on the uh, resumes of the various guest actors who part. show up in these episodes. Yeah, of the it's, it's always a good time. And I had a thought, by the way, Mutt, Mutt and I do a bonus a podcast called Bonus bonus nanas for bonus nanza it rolls off the tongue yep normally it's we answer listener questions from twitter but i think this next time we're gonna you 
when you hear a title of a movie or TV show that one of these people's in, you're interested in it, we'll watch that. I love okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah. So Sheriff Bannerman Brown is played by a fellow by the name of Henry Hull, who also was in a movie called The Sheriff of Fractured Jaw. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> and in a movie called Objective Burma. Oh. He was in a movie called, uh, he was in Jesse James, The Return of Jesse James, The Return of Frank James, and The Return of the Cisco Kid. <laughs> Wow. What a collection of films. Yeah. Amazing. I think he was also, wasn't he in some Ayn Rand movie, like The oh, Fountainhead? Or? Uh, he might have been in The Fountainhead. Yeah. He was also and in- he was in Lifeboat. That was the yeah, biggest Lifeboat, one he's in. Yeah, yeah. Lifeboat. Now That's you just, a good movie. He's researched that. You just pulling that out? Oh, I looked it up. Okay. Oh, I do that too. Yeah, no, I do that you too. You can't not do it. I yeah. do it constantly. And then my uh, daughter always yells at me to get off the phone while I'm watching TV. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not tweeting. I'm researching <laughs> cinema. Don't you want to know what three films? Films Vic Tabak was in right, with right. Shirley Bassey. Yeah, what? or the, like Shirley or Bassey. Like, don't you want to know the answer? Where do I know that guy from? Exactly, you got to know that. Yeah, he was in a 1925 movie called The Wrongdoers, which is I'm mm. thinking is a hell of an insult by 1925 standards. Yeah. Sounds like fun people though. Yep, in a movie called doer. Transient Lady. <laughs> oh, she's the ninth whore. <laughs> That's the ninth whore, the transient lady. Go. Then comes the brat stars. <laughs> Yep, them Brett dolls is training wheels for transients. Just, those things, imagine if they were real humans, how terrifying oh, the size of their head oh, would be. Oh, everybody hey, I don't think their neck muscles would support them. No. Never in hell, unless no. they was titanium necks. Yeah. Uh, and turns up on a couple of TV shows we've heard of before, The Kaiser Aluminum Hour and Appointment <laughs> with Adventure, which is the most boring way to talk about adventure. Yeah. You have an appointment no, with adventure. Nobody makes an appointment for Be sure to show up 15 minutes early. There will be some forms to fill out. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a copay. <laughs> then we got uh, Jubal Hadfield was played by George Mitchell. Mitchell, and uh, he was in. Uh, he played the psychiatrist in Invasion of the Animal People. Oh. You don't need a goddamn psychiatrist when the animal people are mm-hmm. invading. You've got no. no time to sit down on a goddamn couch. Yeah, they don't no. want. They're not interested in thinking thoughts and feelings. Hell no. Yeah, the animal people came here to destroy. And he was in a a, a TV show called uh, Shirley Temple Storybook, which I looked at a little bit of, and it's like a pre-60s psychedelic mindfuck of a children's show what? hosted by Shirley Temple. How old was she at this point? She This is 1959. Uh, she's, a, she's a grown woman. So she's Shirley Temple Black at this point? Well, not yet. No. She's still Shirley Temple. By the way, did I ever tell you I invented a cocktail? You take a, a shot of Johnny Walker Black and you put it in a Shirley Temple, and that's a Shirley Temple Black, oh, which is her married wow. name. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. That a good idea. Yeah, it's it tastes so clever. Terrible. Yeah, it's got it tastes like cough syrup. <laughs> it's yeah, something but like so that. did she. And now that's just Hollywood myth. <laughs> I've, I've, I can't confirm that, but that's what I've been told. Yep, yep. Then we had the Douglas Spencer plays Alonzo McFadden, and this guy spent most of his life as Ray Milan's stand-in. Oh, yes, he wow. did. And he's every movie that Ray Milland is in, he's in it in an uncredited role. Uh, Except, yeah, including the movie uh, The Mexican Spitfire's Baby. Oh, <laughs> is that a sequel? <laughs> to what? <laughs> to also- just The Mexican Spitfire? <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get that had to have a follow-up. Yeah. So many loose ends yeah. needed to be tied up. Yeah. Um, he had lots of eyeliner on in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that, too. Yeah. And I think, like, they wanted to that dirty- up from Must have. <laughs> yeah. trade what did you go for? Well, I was just saying they put a bunch of gunk on his teeth, but it was so weird that I think- Maybe they just mascaraed his teeth too. Did you notice he had just hideous teeth? Yeah, yeah. Have the teeth very were nice extreme. Teeth. Yeah. yeah, 
We also had, I just like these words together, King Donovan as Twirly Boggs. <laughs> That's King Donovan. And King Donovan was Imogene Coca's husband, as a matter of fact. No oh. shit. Yep. He wow. was in a movie called The Magnetic Monster. Wow. Okay. Probably probably a monster that sticks to metal, but. I think so. And could. He, he's the B-plot of alcoholism. <laughs> Yeah, in this show, the in magnetic this, monster. Yeah, in this show. Maybe oh, the magnetic oh, monster was booze. It oh, could have been. Yeah, that, yeah, it stuck to him. That's for sure. It sure did. Yep. To it twirly also, Boggs. Twirly Boggs. <laughs> he also played the lingerie shop manager in a 1951 film called "Behave Yourself" with an exclamation point. Feels like he might have had the titular line at don't the you lingerie think shop. The lost art. The title of a movie is a lost art. They don't title them like they used mm -mm. to. Well, speaking of which, he was also in a movie called "A Lady Without Passport." <laughs> that was the title of that movie. Feels like it's missing wow. a word. Yeah. Well, it, a definite yeah, article. It, it's it's a real page turner, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> she's. I have. To, I have to go. I, I've been for work. I have to go to Istanbul. Well, you need a passport. Well, all right. And then it's just the process. Oh, yeah. it's just yeah. what it is. It's the process yeah. of getting a passport filled out. <laughs> he was also in a movie called "I Was a Male War Bride." Oh boy. And <laughs> what? I want to make a movie and I just call it "Watch It." <laughs> Watch it! And yeah. it's just someone slapping your face on the screen, so, but it never makes contact, but the, the hand just waves in front of the camera. Oh, yeah, it'd be a 3D one, too, yeah. right? Wait a minute, it's going too fast. You're, I'm the executive producer. Stop oh, talking. Okay. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> we spoiled the ending. Giving you too many ideas. Yep. Uh, and King Donovan was also in the Schlitz Playhouse of Stars, which I always love to see. Yeah, on the that's come up. Yeah. Then we had a woman, and we're going to play guess the name of the guest actor on this, of uh, the character actor with Ellen Corby. Is she the one that looks like Ray Walston? <laughs> a little bit. Well, she went on to be uh, the uh, Grandma Walt. Yeah, Lorna Grandma Walt. Lorna yes. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Cookies. She was also Mother Lurch on the Adams Family, poor wow. dear. Oh. <laughs> and then we got, what else we got here? Anybody, oh, here's the most interesting one. I'm skipping over some stuff here. Jonathan Gilmore as Ants Hadfield. This was my favorite hole that I wandered down. He was good friends with James Dean, and he and James Dean and Eartha Kitt used to ride motorcycles around Hollywood together. Oh. Eartha Kitt. Wow. He wrote a book about his friendship with James Dean, and he says in there that it was more than just a friendship. Oh, and so they always say oh, They always say they always did he, Oh, did he identify as homoerotic? Uh, yes, he identified as homoerotic. <laughs> I've, been t I've been reading about gender and sexuality and what have you been it, reading about? it's really um been exciting to think about with christianity that like in a lot of ways like i i feel dysphoric inside my church but so like i want to be i am pro-life but i don't like children or babies <laughs> Oh, I see. Like oh. that you can find a space and identify within it. That's the kind of Christian I am. And that feels to you like a dysphoria? To when I'm in a regular church. Oh. I prefer to be in a Target. <laughs> oh. So do you go to Target, say, on a Sunday morning yes. and do your service there? Yes. What department? Bedding. <laughs> because... It but yeah, that it's you can also, I can be very concerned. I'm a hetero capitalist. I'm 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 anti anti sin, but also very don't want to share anything. 
Okay. You know, like it's a, it's a whole, it's a spectrum. There's a, yeah, there's a spectrum of, of greed. Yeah. Yeah. Morality. Morality. And you're definitely to one side. Like I hate my body, but I'm Baptist. So. So what is that? You're not supposed to hate your body if you're Baptist? Oh, now I got all wrapped up. Oh, all right. That's in all right. my thoughts, and it got into a bunch. <laughs> that, that's fine. I agree with you about children. Got to, got to do something about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I wish there was a better way to make adults. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's something science hadn't cracked that one. And you, in order to get an adult, you have to first make a child. Yeah, you have to put go up through with all, it that, all that. Time. Yeah, like they can age wine and cheese. Why can't you just give a kid to a, I don't know, like a brewery for and a while? And put them in, in a barrel. Yeah. 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 Casket aged. Yeah. <laughs> put them in a casket. I'm making Christian whiskey. It's called God's Thin Brown Blood. <laughs> And it's like you can have a, an experience and a deeper and deeper connection with God, yeah. just like other people do during their ceremonies. I think you would have a d- much deeper connection with whiskey than with a, a couple of sips of wine. Yeah, absolutely. Quicker. Really yeah. get to connect them. Shooters. If, yeah, yeah, shooters for Jesus. <laughs> that, I tell you, that would make church last uh, just no fly by. If yeah. I could just have a couple of slugs of Jägermeister in the bedding department of a Target, I'd right. go to church a lot more. No right. kidding. Right. Yeah. Right. People yeah. are going to be lining up for your church. Yeah. I know. Particularly. Oh. Come on by. Come on by. <laughs> There's probably a few things you need to pick up Don't at Target. Bring your kids. Yeah. Just. Also, if you just wear a red polo, they won't kick you out because they think that you work there. Church of Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, I'm you might have to it. round up a few carts every now and again yeah. just to make it look like you work there. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, that's the thing. It, part of the process is communion with the space is you fill your cart and then you slowly put everything back. Oh, oh wow. Because yeah. you're, you, you're denying yourself You're pleasures. denying yourself, but then you fill it up again and you buy it all and bring it home. Hot damn. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. I like that church. I'm going to go there this Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Ba- all the accumulation of worldly goods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite part. Worldly goods. Yep. Well, hey, do Twirly we take bobs. breaks anymore? Uh, it's up to you. I don't uh, no, know. No, I don't think we, I don't. Yeah, we don't. We're not doing commercials anymore. I don't think. Fuck commercials. Fuck commercials. Yeah, yeah. I am a commercial. That's right. Yeah, that's right. This whole thing is sponsored by Amy Slaverson's. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do a quick uh, product plug? Christ <laughs> Bank, twenty three point nine percent interest rate. You can instead of tithing, tithe directly to Christ at Christ Bank. Fantastic. That's Amy Wait, do you earn bank. the interest or does your bank you, take the interest? You ta- we take the interest, but our interest goes directly to Christ. Oh, yeah. So how do you, I'm sorry, I don't want to poke holes in this, but how do you, you you just pass it on to Christ? You're not taking any, skimming any off Wouldn't the top? We, we, we are in a living wage. Okay, you don't have and to. And then we give 11%, 10%, more than 10. I haven't worked it all out. We have, don't have any customers yet. <laughs> but of course, he's going to subtract a re- reasonable operating cost for the operation. Sure, you know, there's overhead. As a yeah, net profit. Convenient. Overhead. understands overhead. Oh, overhead. Those are the disciples. Oh, yeah. Those guys. God, they could eat. Oh, boy. Oh, tell you. No kidding. Oh, and fuck he- a cookie. You don't have to say that. <laughs> what, oh. oh, yeah, I almost forgot about fucking cookies. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> never forget. 9-11. Here, here. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? 
Never mind. Okay. Well, all right. Then, having done that, we can get right into the recap of this episode, discussing this episode that we've seen. Yeah. The gunman. Man, oh, man. I don't look. You you know me. I'm a cowboy. I'm a tough guy. I'm an alpha male. I basically make love to Broncos just because it's so rugged, not because I'm into that. No. I'm not a classics enthusiast here. Okay. I, I okay. openly disdain the Greeks and Shakespeare. But this is fucking comedy of errors mixed with uh, Lisa Strata. Lisa Strata. Yeah. The Hatfields and the McCoys, only you can have the Hatfields, but not the McCoys. Right. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> well, I have a theory. We and sometimes- Freaky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> There is a freaking fact. We sometimes say uh, on this show, we try to figure out if maybe this episode is a rejected script from something else yeah. that yeah. they just kind of reconfigured. Rejected Shakespeare's play. Well, I was thinking this might have been a rejected storyline for the Abbott and Costello Hatfields and McCoy movie. Oh, wow. Uh, oh. Because you could kind of picture them in it. I mean, this is funny. Funny, right. funny. This episode is just You're not laugh. Kidding. Yeah. one laugh after oh, another, followed by another laugh. Wow. I do, and I do like. As you said, there's the Hatfields and the McPhersons. The, that- it's the McFaddens and the Hadfields, I think. Oh, oh Hadfields. I believe they call them the Hadfields. Those yeah. sly devils. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll but play. it is like they, on, they only had to, they did have to come up with a new name. Like they could only yeah. rip off half of one feud. Right. Probably for the fear that people wouldn't understand yeah. that a feuding family, the family's feud, they have to have at least, it would have to have been like, you know, the the uh, you know McGillicuddy's and the Majoys, you know, <laughs> yeah. or else people uh-huh. be like, why why are these families fighting? Oh yeah, you know, the only feuding families should be named. You have to create something that's based on something that's been created, so people recognize the form. Oh god, right? <laughs> people get nervous. <laughs> yeah, if something's brand new, they don't recognize any of it. But now you know, there terrified. really was an Ants McCoy. He there was, was no Ants McCoy as the devil ants, and he was like one of the. I think he was the patriarch of one of them families, and shot a pig or something. You're kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. That's what I'm saying. They are stealing from all corners in this thing. Yeah, we're not stealing wow. now. Let's not use that. They're rustling. You're they're right. uh, paying homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Paying, yeah. You're right. paying fromage. <laughs> they're claim jumping on a few ideas. That's right. Okay, I can handle that. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of that too is um, this script for this seems to have taken as long as it as it did to write it as yeah. it does to read it. It was oh. written in real time. It does yeah. seem like it that. It was a 48-minute f- yeah. uh-huh. long writing session. Yeah, yeah, it seems like that. That's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. And for, for that, it's excellent. So there's so many women in the show, oh, more oh. than ever, and yeah. nobody dies. No, that's I know. true. No women no die women in the died Maybe, you know, because they's traveling in a pack. That and must be it. Right. Yeah. That right. must be it. Then, you know what? I think that what happened, too, is obviously Lauren Green must have had something in his contract that women had to die. Or it might have been Pernell Roberts, because they don't, they're not in this at all. So maybe that's, they had them take an episode off just so that they could make an episode where a woman doesn't have to die. I guess, yeah, maybe that's it. If Lauren's in this episode, we've got to kill a woman. Right. Well, and I think the character of women in this show really makes a strong 
um, demonstration of how useless we are, except as barriers to bullets, to use us as a, a meat shield, uh, you know, a weeping, crying meat shield mm -hmm. is the only way, especially white women, can be of use at this time in history. I'll never forget when I met my weeping, crying meat shield and, oh, yeah. and just fell in love. Beautiful, yeah. right? Did you guys remember meeting your weeping, crying meat shield? I do. Well, yeah. of course, my first one was my mama. Oh, yeah. And Mama will always shield your meat. She will. Yeah. She will. Because these the women in this episodes were kind of scolding like your mom. Yeah. Yes. You know, like you boys put down those guns and they yeah. were like, oh, shoot. Okay, we will. A bunch yeah. of Nellie Olsons. Yeah. Like they couldn't mm -hmm. go anywhere by themselves. They travel no. in a flock. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And they were driven mad by, uh, what's it, little... Little, Little Joe. Joe. Little yeah. Joe. Oh, my God. They, they were pawing him. Oh, and yeah. then poor Hoss... Oh, he's used to it. Yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, he's like a Shrek. Yeah, he's a monster. You know, he's he's monster. Like, oh, uh, there are, you know, the, these women are all wound up that there's not enough men, and well, there's there's, there's like two and a half men in Hoss. <laughs> there's a moment where five women are flocking, uh, hanging on little Joe, and yeah. Hoss is there, like, I uh, guess we should get going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where it becomes unbelievable, because Hoss is so good. He's my type. Oh, Hoss is your wow. type. Oh yeah. Hey, how's your, you're still with your husband. Is yes, okay? but he's. We don't. Well, it brings up my second product line oh, oh, that I've yeah. been interested in pitching, which is the kind of hotel that the brothers stay at mm. in the small town. And I'm trying to start businessmen motels where it's a small double bed and two men stay in them. And you stay in towns that are known for homosexuality, <laughs> like Chelsea neighborhood of New York City or San Francisco or Miami Beach. And so that it's it's a safety in numbers businessmen's motel. So you know nothing's going to happen because there's <laughs> another guy right next to you. He, he's Anyways, I, is this like the hotel in the show where you can get the room without locks? You get the room without locks or with locks? Ah, uh, yeah, wow. it's fifty cents for a room, seventy-five cents for a room with a lock. Wow. That's a a whole. It's like fifty percent more. I know. Yeah. If you bring your own lock, is there a corkage fee or do good question? We yeah. don't sleep in the same room, my husband. And I. Oh, oh, you don't really? Yeah, because right. I just have too much product in the in my room now. I ha they haven't moved. It's taking up half the bed? Yeah. All wow. right. Well, this episode opens in a saloon where you've got uh, uh, somebody bumps into a guy and he turns around and it touches off a massacre where these <laughs> two fellas who we learn are named uh, Big Jim and Shorty Joe. Shorty Joe. Shorty Joe. Who, <laughs> but in this scene is called Little... No, Jim. Jim. Little, Shorty, Shorty Jim. Jim. But in this scene, he is called Little Jim. And... They look very much like Hoss and Little Joe, except if Hoss had like a kind of a, a smudgy on his face. Something well, if he had a fungus problem. Or yeah, something. if he'd eaten yeah. a chocolate pie and it right. got all over the over his face. Or if he cleaned a Weber grill with his face. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or if he was a 60s G.I. Joe that you've had for a long time and it just starts That's to what fall it looked off. like, yeah. G.I. Joe hair. But yeah. it's a case of facial hair profiling. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I do apologize. Yeah. I know that's, that's a problem these Well, days. but that's yeah. also, too, the... Yeah, that's the show's guilty of that because you see that beard and you go, that fella's bad. Yeah. 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 And then little Jim ball. had a, a, a mustache that seemed to be like it, it's only, a t can you grow a mustache where the only attachment of the hair is in one one, and then it, you comb it out from there. I, yeah. you know I didn't believe you could until yeah. I started really looking into into um, 
uh, Chuck Bronson's mustache. Oh, I see. And he has the thinnest, widest mustache I've ever seen. And oh. it's like... Um, thinnest and widest. Yeah, it just really goes out to here like a, like if Ming the Merciless got shocked with electricity. And it yeah. like, you mean the width across the face? Yeah, it just yeah, yeah. really like grows way well past yeah. his mouth, but uh-huh. it's still not robust like a Sam Elliott one. Right, it's right. just real yeah. thin. Sculpted. Yeah, yeah. I, man, I've been looking into this. Let me well, it you. looked like little Jim... It looked Shorty like Jim. Shorty Jim yeah. was going to lose his mustache. It sure yeah, it, yeah, it looked like it was made out of armpit hair. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. Yeah. But other than them two details, they are spitting images oh. of Hoss and Little Joe. Exactly it almost made me same. think it was just being played by... No, 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 no. Oh. I had that same thought that yeah. it was... No, uh, no, no, it was uh, they blame actors, but... That's a wouldn't. really important job in, in Hollywood is to be an exact double. Yeah. Yeah, but then, because then later there's a scene where they're all in it. You couldn't possibly they couldn't pull that work. out. No, you couldn't no. pull it off. That's true. That, pr- I forgot about that there at the end. Yep. And there are miniature Tom Cruises walking around town who you have to have an exact Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. there's hundreds of them. Hundreds of exact And it's the proof is, too, that you got a Dermot Mulrooney and a, and a Dylan McDermott. Yeah. So yeah. that's just... You got to have both of those. You that proves both. the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel terrible yeah. for the uh, the Bill Paxson one. I know. Bill Pullman? Yeah. yeah. Which no, one of them no, died? No, Bill, Pol- Bill Paxson died, right? Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah. But yes. then what's his doppelganger got to yeah. do? Yeah. yeah. Now he's just, you know. Just wander around and wait for someone from the Fast and the Furious series to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to happen. Well, well it's again, on, they're again. on nine and they're going to space. Yep. Oh, yeah. Fast and Furious going to space. Yep. They sure yeah. are. The car movie. In a car. Space. Really? They're going to go to space They're in a car. Jump from uh, space station to space station. What about Hobbs and Shaw? What are they up to? <laughs> My favorite thing I ever saw on a, on a billboard was Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. I've never been... <laughs> Never been so happy in my life to have one movie present another movie to me. I can't wait for Hobbs and Shaw to spin off. So it's uh, fast. Hobbs and, and Shaw presents, presents Hobbs and Shaw presents I, Pigs in Space. Magruder allowed. Be better if you. it was like, you know, uh, Fast and Furious presents Macbeth. <laughs> well, Bonanza presents Comedy cars, of Errors. But presents, well, and then what's that animated feature called? Cars. Oh, yeah, Cars too. Cars even. too, And then it just involves um, a lot of people fighting a lot and never getting hurt. <laughs> no one gets hurt in the movie! No, no. And that's true in this movie, too. As a matter of no, fact, no I don't believe anybody, hurt. well, except for these people in the, the, the extras in the first yeah. uh, yes, there bar was scene. a massacre in a saloon, yep. and uh, but it's taken in stride by the two uh, fantastic actors who oh, see them go. It's, really good. Yeah, they that, know. They really restate the premise quite nicely. Very nicely. <laughs> yeah. these they, they understand these two, the Slade boys, is headed to Kiowa Flats in Texas. Now, this is the 19th episode of Bonanza to feature the burning map in the opening credits and only about the third episode to feature the chapter card. And from which we come back, we have the credits where we see all four of the regular cast members in the credits. And you might think for a moment, hey, it looks like all four of them got the week off from their regular job. But nope, we only got two of them in this episode. You know, that's how it goes. Yeah, and then two of them had to do double duty. Uh, No, I don't think they did. Oh, I know they didn't because I know them as actors. (laughs) Then we got a scene where a little boy. I want to know what happened. Like what Lauren Green and Pernell Roberts, like. 
Well, I wonder if there we, was like a, a. We got a run in theory that the first season of Bonanza is basically made up of old, unused Western scripts, and however many characters are needed, be damned. Oh, they just do. I yeah. see. Yeah, there yeah. was a script for two characters. But also, couldn't figure out how yeah. to whip the other two in. Have faith. Don't question the mystery. Oh, good. Point. Okay, oh, that's yeah, a good point. That's yeah. right. Have faith no, I, that there's a there's a design. I just asked because I did an episode of uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, that was ended up being a clip show, you know, uh, where they just play reruns of. The, oh yeah, like but you were scenes. in that episode and I not was a previous in, one. I was in that episode, and it happened like they called me and said, "Can you come in tomorrow and shoot an episode of Malcolm in the Middle?" And I played a uh, family therapist uh, who was negotiating with uh, the dad and the boys, and oh. then they would they were talking about reliving some of their past escapades oh. which was where the clips of the previous shows went oh. and i found out the reason i did it is because jane casmeric had what they called um or not casmeric vaginal no no not <laughs> just no. vaginal Hold on. is it ja- no <laughs> yeah, she jane- was in that show yeah is it jane casmeric yes. oh yeah, i'm thinking yeah jane casmeric uh, had what they call Epitigo. Um, no Vitiligo. she had she had uh, what they call salary flu contract oh, oh. Flu. oh no Oh, that's and that happens in the vagina. Uh, it does sometimes. Okay, there's yeah. a real pain. It depends on how uh, how you get paid by your agent. In your old the agent gets their piece first. Hey, you want to hear of a fun disease? Yeah, it's called hot tub folliculitis. What? Yeah, look it oh. up. That's a real one. Wait, you, you can't. You got. You gonna leave us hanging? Yeah, I'm leaving. It hang- sounds like your fo- your hair follicles get. Uh, <laughs> Infected by being in a hot tub. Oh, right. That that sure isn't going to be cured by weeds. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Well, you could try. Well, I sure like to try things that don't work. The the sheriff is warned that the Slade boys is coming, and he's a comical sheriff, and all he can think to do is warn people and get drunk, and he throws his guns away because he ain't going to need them. The Slade boys is too tough. Mm -hmm. He wakes up a sleeping drunk, uh, Twirly Boggs, and he says, hey, you used to be friends with the Slade boys, uh, and now we understand that Alonzo McFadden of the McFadden family hired the Slade boys to kill uh, uh, Hadfield. Because the Hadfield was the fastest gun in town, and none of the McFaddens could kill that Hadfield. They got to kill Ants Hadfield, the the young fella who used to hang around with James Dean. Yeah. uh, Probably got crabs, too, because apparently James Dean had terrible crabs. He He was mostly crabs by the end. By the end, James Dean was almost entirely crabs. (laughs) Print it. Print it. You can take he that. was letting the crabs steer. That's oh, what happened. Oh, brother. <laughs> the crabs don't pay attention to stop signs <laughs> on them desert two-lane roads. Well, it's Jubal Hatfield. He was driving sideways. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, then we have, uh, oh, and then our our heroes ride into town. This is Hoss and Little Joe mm-hmm. looking uh, quite a bit like them Slade boys. And so, accordingly, everyone in town, what would you do if, if two... Uh, psychopathic, homicidal gunslingers was coming into your town. You'd gather around in a clump and watch them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. You'd follow them from place to place. Clump to up. Them. It's called, it's a strategy. It's called clump up. Yeah. Right. You present yourself as an easy to hit target. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. Clump up and stare at them wherever they go. Don't say a word. Yep. And uh, increase the likelihood of each bullet getting killing someone in town. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And so, but our, fa- our Hoss and Little Joe don't know why everybody's acting so crazy. And then the bartender has a very long, long speech about the weather. I hope that's on his reel. It's got to be on it. Well, that fella, they name a television show. 
and he's been on it. Oh, he was in wonderful. Any show. He's been in one episode of Get Absolutely. Christy Love. He's been on Get Christy Love. Oh, yep. nice. One episode. The Goldbergs. He's been on an episode with Goldberg <laughs> every damn show. You know, one thing about this episode, too, and it is something that I love about this ep- this kind of television is like, there's almost no young people. Oh, right. no, you're right. It's the one like, kid. If you are a, an aficionado of old white men, <laughs> you should yeah. watch this episode because oh. there are a well, lot I'll bet of them. Well, if you're watching it, you are an old white yeah. man. So. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Everyone in this episode is white. They didn't even put brown makeup on anybody to make them a Native oh, American right. people. No. Or have a, a Jewish person play an Indian. Yep, yeah, they yeah. didn't do that. No. no, not in this episode. Well, then what you, yeah, they, they tried to rent that room. And then that, this is when the flock of women comes along. And the flock of women, led by Lorna Dune, whatever her last name is, who's named after a... Cookies you can fuck. <laughs> Everybody knew that about this woman in this town. Yeah. Especially that cookie. drunk at the end. He knew what he was in for. He sure did. He right. wanted a cookie. Now, their problem is that all the men in this town have, keep getting shot up during, in this feud between the McFaddens and the, and the whatever's in the Hadfields. And, uh, and so they don't want any more violence. And so they come to tell these two gunslingers to repent. And Joe and Hoss don't know what they're talking about. And they try to make their way through. And then that's when these, some of these girls cop a feel on Joe. Yep. It's a strange, it's a strange, it's mission creep. The yep. mission was <laughs> get him to not shoot our boys. And then while we're at it, maybe right. brush your hand against they're, his ass. They're, they are a slave to their uh, passions. It yeah. seems. They sure are, these like, ladies. They're like, like kitty boys. cats in heat. And they're per- like those yeah. perpetrators. Those ladies, yes. you know, that'll marry a fella in prison, you know, because they just like a bad boy. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. What wow. it is. yeah. Yeah. And that's the strength of white women crying in numbers. Yes. <laughs> that's, you can hire hire a service. I'll come over with all my white lady friends <laughs> and we'll just block stuff <laughs> with our tears. <laughs> We're not good. Yeah. Why would now why would someone hire that service? Because I want to do well, that. Well, like but if I can't your think... neighbors do, rehabbing their house and oh, the the sawing yeah. and the, the hammering is driving you crazy. Or their social justice and the National Guard has showed up. <laughs> just hire us. <laughs> we'll get in the way we ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> no. Just a wall put of me, women show up. Put and a cry. wall of white women crying in front of a baby gap and 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 run. Put them out of business. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take the bullets, the rubber bullets. I hope they're rubber, anyways. Anyways, it's been a good run. I don't care. You don't care. Put yourself in the line of fire. Line of fire. You know, people think it because I'm a Christian. I'm not completely progressive, but I, I, I love. I love the poor and the disenfranchised. I just, I just, I'm also selfish. (laughs) (laughs) That's the nature of your dysphoria. Nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, these ladies, they show up looking like they're going to lay down the law, but really all they want is, is they're begging for their men. Yeah. That's all, that's all they care for. Well, and the funny, I always thought that there weren't many women in old Western towns. There's only one, two women because... But that's not true. Yep, there's a bunch of them. So now the a Hadfield posse shows up to take out the uh, the Slade boys, and there's a big gun. Shoot, well, not quite a shootout because uh, there's no return fire from Hoss right. and Little Joe. They're just confused and don't know what's going on. They get captured by this posse, and they get interrogated, and they try to say we ain't the Slade boys, but uh, they feel they feel that they're being lied to. Fun part of that shootout for me, just uh, being a uh, picky bitch, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that the first weapon aimed at 
Haas and little Joe is a shotgun and then it fires like a rifle. Yeah. Oh, and a I know that too. A bullet hits them yeah. as opposed to a spray of gunshot. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. got a lot, they had some real like squibs you in this. You are a picky bitch. You I are a real picky <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you picky bitch. Ought to be scatter shot. Yeah. yeah. I almost turned it off at that point. I don't point. blame you. Yeah. I almost turned it off at a point when little Joe's going to pay for his drinks at the bar, and he pulls a coin out of the waistband of his pants. Mm. And I says to myself, you can't keep your coins there. And the reason is it was just hard to get to his pocket because his holster's there. Yeah, yeah. That's when I almost said, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. But then I remember. Or maybe he had had a flesh pocket made that he cut himself. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that happening. Flesh pocket. pocket. Uh Out on the range. Just for, yeah, it's a flesh pocket. And you keep your one beer coin there. (laughs) Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. piercings for alcoholics. Yeah, (laughs) it's not a bad idea because you never know when you're going to lose your pants. That's right. You could uh, just keep a coin in your your foreskin (laughs) if you're uncut. Sure you can. can. I've heard of that many times. Well, <laughs> sometimes that's the best way to pay a prostitute. <laughs> There's a little something in there for you. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> little something. Literally. <laughs> well, now, the boys get taken to the jail, and that's when Lorna Dune shows up to read a piece of cowboy poetry. Oh, poor Doom prisoners. It ain't too late. Down on your knees as you face your awful fate. Repent your crimes before that trap is sprung. And you, like a side of beef, are hung. Poor soul. If when you come up close and scooch again the bars, you could kind of rest your poor head on my shoulder. It ain't fair hanging men when there ain't enough to go around as it is. If and you don't mind, I'd like to finish my little tribute whilst there's time. Um, uh, ma'am, did you have many more of those? No, just 10 or 12 more verses. Well, I didn't have enough time to do a real good job on it. That's a shame. Now your poke is spent and you can take my word. We'll remember the gent that went riding herd, a-fighting and shooting like desert rats to come to their end in Kiowa Flats. Now toll the bell, their souls are fled. There's gonna be much more of this, horse. Shh. Them two poor boys are hanging dead. Somewhere their kinfolk will weep and pray. Oh, this is worse than hanging. For them that got heisted up today. See that? Wow. How about that? We've never seen cowboy poetry on this show That's before. the longest line a woman has ever had on the show. No kidding. You're right. I got uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And you're a picky bitch. I know. <laughs> that lady sure does keep talking. Somebody cut her off. Now, Dalton, as yeah. the preeminent and foremost cowboy poet, laureate yeah. of the West, how does that hold? I mean, where, where does it? How was that? Was that good? I don't know. Uh, no, by the standards of me, the cowboy poet laureate of the west and that was terrible okay but it's just wonderful to, to see some some real cowboy verse on this show finally yeah. after 19 whole episodes yeah. so i'm glad they're trying it but they should have had a real fellow somebody in there like myself come in and punch it up yeah, yeah. you know now a a b b c c it yeah, yeah. right exactly yes. yeah gotta put them letters in there that's what it needed more letters <laughs> well uh so now Yep. Now we got now. Once again, these young women are all over Joe. They're trying to get him through the prison bars, and this is when there's an escape 
uh, who is it that comes? I got a little kid. A little boy comes and shows up and yeah. he tells him. Uh, this part I didn't understand his role in it, but who cares? The, oh, the whole wall of the prison gets torn down by the McFadfields, the other group. <laughs> McFadfields. And the McFadfields. <laughs> and then <laughs> our boys, Hoss and Joe, get taken to, who? which is it now? Is it the, the McFaddens? That's the McFaddens. Yeah, the McFaddens. They okay. get taken to the McFaddens' house, and the McFaddens are mad at him because they ain't killed Ants Hadfield yet, and they don't believe me either that they're not the Slade boys. And they they put put him in a bedroom, and little boy sneaks in the window, and Hoss recognizes him from his ass, and he's a, yeah. yeah, that was something. that was uncomfortable, isn't it, yeah. little boy? And especially because they then tied him to the bed. Yeah, that was also uncomfortable. <laughs> they tied him to yeah. the bed. Show me his butt. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's tied to the bed. I know. <laughs> I think it's a good setup, though, that I'm, you know, I am pro-life, but I, I'm not pro-children. Right. And so I really like that he becomes a child soldier, because I think that's something that children can be really good at. Oh, that could be a good use for children, children. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, their tiny little hands can get in there and shoot that, fire that trigger just like anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, so now we understand. Now this is when the Hoss and Joe finally understand that they have they are mistaken for some guys who've been hired to kill Ants Hadford because he's the fastest gun in the family. And once you kill that guy, you can kill the rest of them. And they don't want any part of it. So naturally, they tie a boy to a bed and they try to escape. And then there's another shootout. And this time, there's a hole shot in the water trough. And that and the Hoss takes a break from uh, hiding for his life to get a drink of water. Yep. Yeah. Getting shot at makes me thirsty. <laughs> yeah, that's what he <laughs> Says, get a shot out, make me first. <laughs> and then they get recaptured almost as though everything that had happened in the previous uh, seven minutes of the show wasn't necessary. Just filler. Just filler. Seven minutes. <laughs> Try like 14, 14 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they got time to kill. The best time killing in this show happens when uh, the sheriff is explaining to them the whole backstory of the Hadfields versus the McFaddens. And he says, yeah. he says, I'll tell you the whole story. Let's go into the saloon. I'll get myself a drink. And then he gets himself a drink. And then he says, I'll tell you the whole story. Come, let's sit down at yep, this table. Yep. Like, it's a lot of getting ready to get ready. And, and the, all those crosses are on camera. There's no edits. You nope. Just, yep. Stroll on over you here. Now it. sit down here. Almost bump up next to each other, bend their chairs, but don't shoot it again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. So uh, I guess if what it all comes down to is the Twirly Boggs, being that he knows the Slade boys, mm -hmm. is in a position to say these are the Slade boys or these aren't the Slade boys. Uh Except that they're identical, and so that plan isn't going to work. But right, the they plan. could just be the Slade boys with a fresh shave. Exactly. Precisely. They ought to check his little skin coin purse, see if he's got it. <laughs> Does you little know? Jim have a skin coin purse? Good question. At his pants. Yeah. And Twirly Boggs is unreliable anyway because he's been drinking so much comedy liquor. <laughs> <laughs> He drinks so much comedy liquor that when you wake him up, he says, don't mind if I do who's buying. Yep. <laughs> Literally. Yep. That's the first thing he says. When he gives up the bottle at the end, not to spoil it, yeah. does he just get real serious for the rest of his life and dramatic? I suppose he must. Oh, wow. that's my alarm. Hang on now. That's telling me I need to. Sounds like outer space calling you. Is yeah. the jerky ready? <laughs> that's telling me it's time to. Oh, it's the jerky boys. It's time to jerk my jerky. <laughs> 
this is not the jerky boys. Whatever happened to them, we'll find out later. But, so uh, <laughs> we they, will. Yeah, later. Yeah. They. Oh, this is when I don't know. I lost my place. But at some point, somebody says about the Slade boys. He says they walk in blood, and where they breathe, they leave behind ruin. Wow, man, that's poetry. Uh, yeah, that is beautiful writing. Yeah, the writer woke up for a minute. Well. <laughs> Now we understand the town is preparing for war. The uh, right there's going to be a big shootout between yeah. the two sides. Yeah, and they put and, out the war barrels, things to hide behind. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And the sheriff tells a uh, hoss and little Joe, I've, "I put some horses out for you. You guys can leave town. Get out of here. Yeah, I understand. You don't want any part of this." And so they're going to do it, and they're thankful for it. But that's when they see the little boy with the gun in his hands, and he's getting ready to shoot, and they realize. We can't just leave. We're Cartwrights. We need to solve a problem we have nothing to do with. <laughs> yep. Far away from home. And they reference one of the characters who had the week off. Yeah. Paul's <laughs> yep. told us, don't do nothing to others that you'd be ashamed of that you didn't do. Got to do with good stuff. It's, Co- yeah, a lot Co- of negatives. De- yeah. Codependency some more. That's when you want a little, when you do something for someone they could clearly do for themselves and you move their arms from them be, for from behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> yep. yep. They're going to make them, you know, uh, make some peace. <laughs> Flop their arms around in a peaceful way. Cough up some peace. Yeah. So, uh, and that's what, who has the idea first? I think the sheriff puts it in their minds, but uh, it's it's a hoss that says, sometimes women folk can get around men in little ways, and I reckon maybe you and these other ladies can get around them, he says oh, to yeah. Lorna Dune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And he makes her a target without yeah. her knowing. <laughs> well, so now the two sides square <laughs> off in the yeah. street, and the one guy who's leading, he says, hold your fire. He wants to wait until the other side is fully ready to shoot back at them yep. yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Gentlemanly. Your, he's yeah. gentlemanly. Yeah. Let's wait until they've got all the stuff they want to hide behind, and they're right. Rifles is already pointed at us, and then we'll fire. Yeah. That's, that is, gentlemen. And so they are all ready to fire. The first shots are going to ring out any second now, and that is when the women folk... Like swans. Yeah. They, they appear they come right in the middle. In, they yeah. come in the middle, and they're taking yep. a real chance because I think it's two in every ten women who die at the hands of someone they love. <laughs> <laughs> and they're... Dang it. Down there. Let's silence our phones. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. So they just walk right in the line of fire. I can't believe nobody got a shot there. I'm yeah. surprised. Everybody yeah. knows human life is not valuable. They would have shot. The, yeah. I, I was surprised. Yeah. Did you know a, a synonym for uh, female in those days was bullet catcher? <laughs> and I didn't know We've been crying meat shield, yeah. too. Yeah. We've been crying meat We've been crying meat shield bullet. Holder, yeah. you said bullet catcher. Bullet catcher. Yeah. Yep. Hey, why don't you girls go out in the middle there and catch some of these bullets? <laughs> well, this is All the right. next clip I wanted to show you. This is Wheezy McFadden. Oh yeah, sharing a first name with uh, t- uh, George Jefferson's wife. Yep. Did you look her up on IMDb? You bet I oh did. boy, I'm excited. Well, dang it, I think I might have lost that clip. Oh dang! Are you sure you don't want to take the next call? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. Oh, shiz, but well, we'll. Uh, Whoa. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll we'll tell Brett to put this one in too. This is where Wheezy steps forward. Let me tell you about this woman. Her name. Let's go back up to where I've got the information about the actresses. Wheezy McFadden. Wheezy McFadden was played by Dorothy Newman, a graduate of the Yale School of Drama. Whoa. Uh Uh-huh. You can hear it in this speech. And uh, 
Her Wikipedia page says she was especially known for playing characters in the horror and fantasy genres, such as witches, crones, and gypsies. (laughs) Wow. You know, or any female role available. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, actresses of a certain age in that era really, they had it good, didn't they? Oh, yeah. How old do you. And of a certain facial type, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yes. How old do you think? uh, Oh, uh, no. Uh, she was Lorna she? Dune. Lorna Dune. She's a Philadelphia thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Lorna Dune or Wheezy? No, I didn't look up how old Wheezy was. Lorna but Dune. Lorna Dune. When they shot this, Ellen Corby. When they shot this episode, how old do you reckon uh, she was? Well, I want to say like sixty-eight, but I think it's probably more like I'll say forty-eight. Okay. See, I would say mid forties, but I bet you it's mid thirties. Oh, uh, see, oh, interesting. Wow. Well, you have a guess? 30. 30. She was 48, and she's playing. Yeah, she, you I had it right it. on the money. Wow. Wow. She's playing an old. That's my age right now. Uh-huh. And yeah. she's like grandma style. <laughs> she she played a grandma her whole career. Oh, man. From the time she was she, seven years She was old. the only child actor who played grandma. Yep. Grandma child actor. I got something to say. You all know me. I'm Wheezy McFadden. My man's Alonzo McFadden. He's over there behind them barrels and things with the rest of the McFaddens. Alonzo, I want you to listen to me. I can't have no more chilling. But I ain't gonna cook for you, nor wash for you, nor do anything a wife's bound to do for her man till you put down that gun and come out of there. Alonzo, I mean it. I'm Susan Hatfield. I guess you all know who I'm talking to. What Wheezy says goes for me too, Jubal. I won't be the kind of wife I should till you stop this fighting. I'm talking to you, Anne's Hatfield. You heard your ma talk, and you heard my ma. You're on one side, and I'm on the other. Here I am, Anne's. But don't come after me with a gun in your hand. She says there, I love that scene. She says, uh, Wheezy McFadden says, no cooking or washing nor anything else a wife is bound to do for a man. What do you suppose is covered by that? Oh, you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, right? Yeah. She said, oh. oh, yeah, the holes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She'll say it. And then the other one says, I won't be the kind of wife I should till you stop this fighting. The kind of wife I should. Which is three holes. All three. Oh, three holes yeah. wheezy. Three yeah. holes wheezy. And the you know, ear if the fella wants it. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's that's not always Just on the, the menu. So good for her. <laughs> not my good ear. <laughs> now... Lice Estrada, they's just straight up saying, well, he's going to stop having sex with you. Right. But that's way back in time. And then we get up to the 50s in the Old West, and they won't say that. It's more like, I ain't going to cook you dinner. Yeah. They're being real cool. I ain't going to lift my petticoats. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, then, now things get a little more explicit when the beautiful young lady steps forward, Manda, and she says, here I am, ants, but don't come after me with a gun in your hand. Oh, yeah. Right. So, and then he does, he drops his gun and he goes to her. Now he's going to get laid. Had she been there before? Had we seen her before? We met her on the porch of the McFadden. When we met Wheezy. Yeah, he quickly is like, gun or am I going to get my hand bone boiled? I'm going to get my hand bone boiled. Get my hand bone boiled. And then all the other young fellas do that too. They all kind of break out and say, oh, I get it. We could get laid instead of getting shot. Right. Yeah, That's right. That's the revelation. Because I actually think the message here was they wasn't getting laid before. So not only do we not want you to fight, but suddenly we're... 
ready for something, you know? Ah, uh, see. I think and that, do you think, yeah. because they all just go off to who knows where, yeah. you think it was just a big sex party? I think they went to the No Lock Hotel. Oh. And then they're just no switching rooms. Locks. No locks. All, all business, man. <laughs> <laughs> no locks, all cocks. <laughs> Fire when ready. <laughs> Hold your fire. But the two men are the one who are left, and neither of their women are in. Yeah, they it just is a up. question. It brings to mind all the sexuality and gender identity issues, and that why didn't they want to go off together? Or is, what? how did they define their relationships? The two men or the men with their women? Both, all. Yeah. I think the men, the the warring uh, McCoys and- the patriarchs Hadfield, of them Hadfield, too. Yeah. The patriarchs, I think they were more married to each other than they I, were to I their agree. wives. I agree. Oh. They were married to their hate. Yeah. yeah. And in a way, getting enough liquid courage to maybe right. get sensitive with each other. The only yeah. thing that could undo their hate was comedy liquor. Comedy yeah. liquor. And that's what yeah. they did. They got funny drunk at the saloon, the <laughs> two of them. Yeah. And started slurring their words and whatnot. Yeah. Well, and one of them looked like he had, like, it looked like liquor gave him Bell's palsy. <laughs> he just, one lip was just pulled down. That's yeah. what, And that meant, I am drunk. You he can, learned that from Ray Milland and Lost Weekend. Oh. That was Ray Milland's stand-in. You really don't know how good an actor is until they try to play drunk, and then you find out they're not good. Oh, I meant to say that twir that Twirly Boggs drunk scene Oof. where it's just him by himself and he's going to wash his face with water. Yeah. And the joke is supposed to be he uh, gets the water going out of the pump, and then by the time he's ready to splash it on his face, the water stopped. But they just they, the timing just wasn't quite. They should have done a <laughs> yeah. second take because the water was flowing for a long time, and not explicable why he didn't. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they shot they it in real time, just as they. Yeah, wrote. they didn't have time for two takes. Yeah. No, no, they, they no, no one gives a shit. It almost worked. They're taping. They're typing. They're typing and yeah. spreading it out on the floor as people talk. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Twirly. Just improvise. Uh, washing your face. We're, we're right in the next scene. <laughs> Come okay. up with something. Yeah. We'll try to get the water guy to put some water in there. Don't worry. We got Twirly Box. This guy can, he can do a 20 on his own. Yeah. King Donovan has Twirly Box. Well, then you get, uh, yeah, so all right. Alonzo and Jubal get real drunk and they decide they're going to kill the uh, the Slade boys. Because there's outsiders coming into their feud. And that's when our heroes ride off and they run into the Slade Boys. On the trail. On the yeah. trail. It's Come like right up on them. Put up a smudgy mirror. It's like yeah. seeing your possible future if you don't go to church. Or shave. Oh, yeah. 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 Or shave. Yeah. Or those, are, those are the same thing, basically. Yeah. Because if you have facial hair, you're a sinner. Yeah. That's true. And they tell true. them, town's a couple miles back. Uh-huh. And then they ride for, and then there's a cut. I mean, it denotes time passage. Yep. So that means that they have ridden, the Slade boys have ridden a couple miles into town. Yep. And uh, Little Joe and Haas can still hear the gunfire. Oh, I like this. This is like a SAT brain tease. Yeah, it so is. So they've now gone a total of probably four miles from each Precisely. other. Precisely. And you still hear those gunfire. You fire. still hear that gunfire well, as if it's a, you know, You next just fucking door. blew a whole wide open big in this episode. You can't, I told you. You can't I'm a figure bitch. it out. You are a picky. <laughs> a picky bitch. You, you don't must've... think you could hear the bullets from four miles away? Not the way that they sounded there. No, right. Mm. Yeah, maybe you hear them. Yeah. Don't criticize you guys. All the four gospels are the same book, but we can't 
can't. We don't have to figure it out. That's true. Have faith, boy. This is a That's test right. of faith. I have never. And been there right. are four uh, Michael Landon and uh, Dan Blocker characters. Four gospels <gasps> and four of us. Oh, yeah, and four of us. Four turn. horsemen of the apocalypse. <gasps> of, yeah. the pod-a-lips. of the podolips. Of the podolips. Four horsemen of the podolips. That's right. The pod full of lips. <laughs> I'd like to see that pod. <laughs> well, and by the way, they never at any time uh, say, hey, you guys look like us no, or anything nobody like that. Has they, a just, they, they don't no. recognize themselves no. No. in themselves. And uh, and that's that's it. Now, uh, no, as we say, the, the love interest body count for season one of Bonanza stands firm at 11. Out of 19 episodes. Out of 19 episodes, only 11 possible love interests have died. But women were under fire. Yes. They were in real danger of being shot dead. Yeah. They were so, there, I mean, just, I think that counts for something. It wasn't for lack of trying. Was it for saying. lack of yeah. trying? Yeah. Yep, yep. I'd say. And uh, sadly, after this, we only have 412 episodes left to go. Oh, no. Exactly. I know. Oh. It's sad. It's almost over, and it's only just begun again. It's just really, every time I wake up to that harsh reality, I want to weep. It's terrible. It's horrible. Yep. Did they ever do a, a bedwetting episode inspired by Michael Landon's real-life uh, struggles? Oh, Did Michael Landon wet the bed? He was a bedwetter. As an adult? Right. Uh, into into his teen, teenage years. When he was a teenage werewolf? And his mother, his mother would hang his wet, his soiled bed linens out his window so the whole neighborhood would know. Oh. Wait a minute. I just heard that somewhere else. Yeah. And he made, there was a made-for-TV movie, I think, that he inspired inspired by his life story that he produced. Wait a minute. I was just listening to the J.B. Smoove podcast, and he tells that story about himself, and I'm wondering, is he is he borrowing that from that movie, or did his mom see that movie and did it to him? This is true. <laughs> what if J.B. Smoove's whole deal is just a lift from Michael Landon? Oh, my God. It makes God. perfect sense. I think that it leads me to tell you about one of my last new products is inspired by the GLGPQ. <laughs> yep. It's Jubals. It's pronounced Jubals. No, Plus. Jubals. I want. I I really love the identification process, and I feel that could help Christians to to say where they are on this uh, on a, an array of Christianity. Mm. So, like, you have a a yellow flag, like a butter yellow flag, if you're a fundamentalist. You have a celadine green flag if you're Episcopalian, and then blood red flag with bling if you're catholic and then for my church because that's just mine it's white flag but michael landon could it because i surrender but michael landon he um he could have a white flag with a little peace stain on it because he was a christian he was a devout christian yeah Yeah. and that's japanese flag but instead of a red rising sun it's a riding Pea globe. With a little oh. pea to just oh, say like, and, like a fried egg. Yeah, an egg. and to be yeah. about compassion, mm. that he was a c- compassionate for, for people who has who struggle. Oh yeah, so they waved a white flag at some point and they was being shot on and they used uh, little Joe's handkerchief, which he specifies was a two dollar handkerchief. That's, and that's three nights in a room with a lock. <laughs> and a little leftover for a couple of beers. <laughs> man, oh man. Well, Hot damn. Okay, that's good. Anybody else have something to plug? Uh, what, what are you up to, Andy Richter? 
Oh, I just, uh, I mean, I have a podcast called The Three Questions, but everybody knows about that. Yeah, of course they do. I mean, they've already listened to all of them and downloaded them wherever they get their podcasts. Yeah. How many people from Bonanza have you had on that? That's a good question. Let me think. Mm, none. Oh, what? None. none. As far as I know, none. Oh, wow. Well, then one of my I mean, three maybe questions that, is maybe why the, not? Little, the little boy with the patch on his pants. Maybe he's still around. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the we best find bet. That young I, man. Oh, I yeah. bet he's living in Tarzana. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure laughs> yeah, sure he is. Telling stories. He's probably in Santa Clarita. Yeah. With a MAGA flag in his front yard. Yeah. He's sitting at uh, in Tin Horn Flats right now, telling somebody. <laughs> no, I'm telling damn blocker Michael Landon tied me to a goddamn bed. <laughs> I don't even no think I got the way I am. <laughs> well, what about you, Mutt? Mutt well, Taylor? I'm working on my latest replica mansion uh, out of shipping containers. Okay. So I'm making Victor Maitland's mansion from Beverly Hills Cop. You know that one? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I made That's it out of shipping one. containers. It just looks like a big box. Sounds so beautiful. I got to figure out this system. It's something. But yeah, yeah, these are going to be big when I get them figured out. Real big. Yeah. Well, I've applied for a government grant to hunt vampires because uh, everybody says that this coronavirus come from a bat and everybody knows that vampires can become bats. Never put it together. That's exactly how I put it in my government grant application. Just that what I just said is that's all it is. Dear (laughs) government, everybody knows that this this virus come from a bat and a vampire can become a bat. Therefore... I'd like you to pay me to kill vampires. And you ain't heard nothing on that yet? No, I ain't heard. I sent it registered mail, and I know they received it. Okay. What is, what, what, uh, is your test? I mean, because you can't just kill people. You'd have to only kill vampires. I've never killed a person in my life. I've he only just killed, knows. He, yeah, knows. he knows. I've killed Frankensteins and creatures from lagoons of all colors and creeds. Right. And I've killed uh, <laughs> invisible men, so many invisible men. And uh, on and on. List goes on, my friend. But how I've do you, killed how concubine do you know, Frankenstein's. How do you know a vampire is a vampire? It's real easy. You yeah. just say, you go right up to them and you say, "Are you a goddamn vampire?" Yeah. And they always say, basically, like a vampire. What are you talking about? And that's when you know, my friend. Yeah, that's, that's when it. it's time to pull out that stake of wood <laughs> and plunge it deep into their heart. It's a perfect system. It's a perfect system. And a lot of people think that a vampire. Well, by the way. I have promised not to talk about monster killing on this podcast. No. So, Brett, go ahead and edit all this out. No. But a lot of people think a vampire, once you stake them in the heart, they'll just disappear, turn to right. dust or something. Turn to dust, sure. No, sir. They bleed a lot. Scream. Yeah. Scream and bleed. Yeah. Fall to the ground. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. They, they don't age a, a thousand years. Yeah, so, so many things people get wrong about vampires. Wow. You would think right before your eyes, they just age a thousand years. Ain't, ain't what happened. I'd like to ride shotgun on one of your, uh, on one of your excursions. Cause I'd like to see that. Very good. Yeah. What, shall I take you on as my ward? <laughs> I just would like to ride shotgun. Well, it's, that's the deal. I got to yeah. take you on as my ward. <laughs> You'll get All a right. pair of pants with a patch in the back of the back. <laughs> You sure will. He'll tie you to the bed if you're lucky. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be doing it for the government here to forward. And uh, that's it. That's an episode of, hey, did you hear a movie you want to watch for the bonus episode? In there? Yeah. I'm, I'm about worried it? about trying to find some of those movies. But Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. What did you, did you hear any? Well, we'll figure it out. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Do, uh, do I have a sign off? I don't believe I do. Oh. We'll work on that for next time. Sign off.
Bananas for Bonanza is brought to you by Andy Daly with Maria Bamford and Matt Gorley. Theme song by Matt Gorley with The Journeyman, which in this case are Mark McConville, Daniel Michikoff, and Wade Ryan. Bananas for Bonanza is mixed and edited by Brett Morris and executive produced by Andy Daly, Matt Gorley, Brett Morris, and Little Scott Ackerman. We'll see you next time.